almost no one raises the real issue of tax avoidance, right? And of the rich just not paying their fair share. I mean, it feels like I'm at a firefighters conference and no one's allowed to speak about water. Today we walk into this house with an iconic South African plant, the Alu Ferox. We must take the bitter with the sweet. It is a matter that uh, uh, is under consideration. And all I would say is that watch this space. Welcome to this week's episode of the SA Money Report. This financial podcast is brought to you by Fin24 and hosted by Deputy Editor Ahmed Arif. War. What is it good for? Well, not much except death, destruction and creating refugees. Just like with Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But it's also played havoc in the business world. And us at Fin24, who are in the business of, of business, there's been sanctions and market turmoil and oil hitting stratospheric levels. So aside from likely having to pay more for petrol and there be possible higher inflation and threats to staples like bread, we have a little bit more exposure through media giant Naspers. So Fin24, you may or may not know, is a subsidiary of Media24, which is part of Naspers. So essentially, Big Daddy Naspers has some problems in Mother Russia. Helping us through the SA Money Report version of Business Couples Therapy is series regular Fin24 investigative journalist Jan Kronier. Hi there, Jan. So let's start with the VK Group and V Conductor. What is this company and what does it do exactly? Hi, Ahmed. VK is a Russian internet company. Now, it's not really well known in South Africa, but in Russia and in some former Soviet states, its products are extremely popular. And um, Ahmed, the jewel in its crown is a social network called V-Contactor, also sometimes referred to as VK. So you have VK, the company, and you have VK, the social network. So I'll, I'll refer to the social network as V-Contactor. And you can think of it as a, I mean, as a kind of Russian Facebook. And in fact, it's more popular than Facebook in Russia, Belarus, and some other countries, and claims to have over 100 million daily active users. Uh, unlike China, Facebook is not actually banned in Russia. Um, I mean, it's just that V-Contactor rules the roost there, one of the few places in the world where Facebook is not the social media king. Yeah, and so you wrote this week about the CEO of VK. What's what's happened to him in the wake of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and why? Um, I mean, last week the U.S. Treasury sanctioned um, the head of VK, called Vladimir Kirienko. Now, uh, this in and of itself is is newsworthy. Um, it's akin to to Russia placing sanctions on the head of Google or Facebook. But there's a South African angle you mentioned in your intro, which I guess we'll get to in a bit too. Kirienko has not been at VK long. In fact, he was only named its CEO last year. From what I can tell, little historical association with the group and um, looks to have been more or less parachuted into the leadership position based on who he is. And uh, who he is, uh, Ahmed, is the son of Sergei Kirienko, a close Putin ally, who, who is the Russian president's first deputy chief of staff. Now, the senior Kirienko seems to be a bigger fish than junior, 
um, in that he's been at Putin's side for many years and in fact was already sanctioned by the US and the EU for his alleged involvement in the poisoning of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny. But in any case, it's his, it's his son, Vladimir, that we're interested in. And it is uh, Vladimir, together with his father, who've been sanctioned by the US. We contact the VK group, I mean, to try and get their take on the sanctions against Vladimir, what it means for the company and things like that. But we've heard nothing back yet. Uh, and I should say that it's, it's Vladimir himself who's been sanctioned, not the group. So, yeah, and as we've both alluded to here, uh, intertwined in all of this is NASPERS and its internet arm process. How is our big parent company involved in VK? Right. So this has been quite a roundabout way to get to the to the local angle. I mean, back in, in 2006, Naspers bought a stake in a Russian internet startup that was then called Mail.ru. Um, now, this was just a few years after it made what the Wall Street Journal calls the greatest venture capital investment of modern history, possibly. Um, when it bought a third of Tencent for around about $30 million. Um, Tencent is now worth um, over half a trillion dollars. In any case, after this Tencent deal, I mean, Naspers was making more acquisitions, and one of them was in this Russian company. Um, it listed on the London Stock Exchange in 2010. It was actually doing quite well. Its stock reached a high of around $45 in 2013. And it's this company that was formerly known as Mail.ru, which is now known as VK. Process owns 25, just a little over 25% of VK directly, although its, it's, it's voting share is lower. It's got, a, it's got a, a dual class share structure. I mean, one process director also sits on VK's board. And, and, and from what I can surmise, two other um, directors of VK um, at least have some kind of links to NASPERS and PROCESS. So, of course, I mean, we asked PROCESS, well, you know, what's its take on this? What is it? Is it is it going to disinvest? What are, what are its plans for VK? Um, in light of calls by Ukrainian um, officials for international companies to uh, disinvest from Russia. Now, I mean, PROCESS really didn't say much about what it plans to do with its stake. And um, I'll just read the quote here. It said, we hold a minority stake in VK, which is publicly listed on the London Stock Exchange. VK is controlled and run in Russia, and, and that's it. Legally, it may be constrained about what it can say at all. I don't know if that played a part in its response, but if it told me, let's say, it wanted to invest, I would then have a, a quite juicy insider information until I published the article, which is which is illegal. We just have to keep that at the back of our minds. But I mean, if it if it did exit VK now, it would be quite a quite a terrible time to do so in terms of of um, VK share price. Um, it's plunged by over eighty percent in the past few days, and it's now trading at under a dollar. So um, process would be looking at a big loss. Yeah. So also, it's so we've talked about VK. But it's also worth mentioning that NASPERS is also exposed through its classified ads business, Avito, in Russia. So to bring us home in all of this, as a comparison, what have other big companies been doing in response to uh, the Russia's invasion of Ukraine? I mean, we have mentioned now that uh, NASPERS isn't really saying much and isn't doing much yet. 
I mean, there've been moved by uh, moves by some international companies, like um, particularly in the in the oil sector, where Russia, uh, Russia gets lots of its foreign direct investment from, like BP and Shell, to disinvest from the Russian assets or at least um, exit agreements that they had with uh, Russian oil firms. Um, they've also been called by big global pension funds to uh, disinvest. Disinvestment can, however, take a long time. Russia. Um, meanwhile, Ahmed has referred to this as a type of, of anti-Russian hysteria. And in fact, there have been, there've been talks in Russia about putting a ban on foreign companies selling their Russian assets. I don't believe anything has come of that yet, though. Uh, we'll have to see. Russia has also warned of tit-for-tat sanctions and asset freezes, though I also don't believe uh, anything has come from that yet. So, um, Ahmed, we are going to have to continue to follow this closely. Thanks for the for your time, Jan. And that brings our show to an end. The music in this episode is courtesy of Getty Images and Epidemic Sound. This installment was produced with the help of the brilliant Kayleen Morgan. Thank you for listening.